Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey, once Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, April 14, 2023. Okay, right now it is 10, 18 in the morning Eastern time. The markets are flat. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.36%, S&P 500 down 0.05%, and NASDAQ Composite down 0.16%. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Uh, the market doesn't have a lot of things right now going on. They're looking forward now to earnings. Uh, the earnings report's coming out for the next couple of weeks, but we do have a few things going on. Uh, we had some of the big banks uh, report better than expected numbers, so the market likes that. But on the uh, negative side, uh, retail sales report came out for the month of March showing, showing consumer spending is down uh, one-tenth of one percent. And, and as I've talked about on previous sessions, uh, consumer spending is about uh, a little under 70% of the total U.S. economy. So well, it's basically flat. Now, we did have the inflation reports come out earlier in the week, the uh, producer price index and the consumer price index. And they are showing that inflation is coming down uh, as just a general number to several inflation measures. It's showing inflation right now running at about 3.6% on an annual basis. A lot better than the 9% or so we had about a year, year and a half ago. So anyway, so inflation is beginning to come down. Now, uh, as with all economic reports, those reports are subject to revision, but not a lot. Generally, the inflation reports are somewhat accurate. Sometimes we do see adjustments of maybe a tenth of a percent one way or the other several months later. But anyway, so we got that news. So uh, the market likes that. The reason is it looks like the Federal Reserve's uh, policies of raising interest rates and decreasing the money supply do seem to be working to bring inflation down, to slow down the economy. As I've talked about in the past, when the Federal Reserve makes changes to interest rates, it doesn't see the full results usually for 9 to 15 months. So it's taken a while to see how it's, uh, it's working out. Uh, and also the Federal Reserve has to be careful it doesn't do too much to throw the economy into a recession. But the feeling with the market is the Federal Reserve may now begin to put a pause on its raise in, rise in interest rates, uh, raising interest rates to see how things go. So we've got that news also. But yeah, as far as the banks, uh, banks usually, you know, we had the quarter end on March 31st, so now we're moving into earnings season. And as I've talked about in the past, banks tend to be some of the first to release their numbers. They're a little more straightforward to put together. And what we saw today is JP Morgan uh, just blew through their numbers, record profits, record revenues. Uh, also Citigroup did the same thing, and they're both up today. Basically, what happens with banks, I've talked about this in the past, the way banks make money is they pay a certain amount on deposits and then charge much higher interest rates on loans. Uh, banks lend out most of what's uh, deposited. Uh, and so what happens is that when interest rates start to go up, uh, banks tend to raise their interest rate on loans, but they don't especially raise the rate they're paying on deposits. So that leads to greater profits. But to give you an idea of what's going on with these two, uh, JP Morgan, uh, JP Morgan Chase, 
their, their trading symbol is simply JPM for JP Morgan. And they are up 7.1% today at $138.10. Citigroup, um, their, their trading symbol is actually just simply, it's just C uh, for Citigroup, uh, C for Charlie. That's Chrysler's old symbol, actually. And then when they got bought out by Fiat, C became available. I remember when Citigroup was CCI was their trading symbol, but it's just C nowadays. So anyway, they are up 2.8%, $48.63. Uh, Wells Fargo also did better than expected, uh, but they're actually down 0.33%. They, they've got some other issues, which I'll try to talk about in a future session. So uh, WFC for Wells Fargo and company. All right, so we got that news. Uh, yeah, it looks like we got an NFL football team about to be sold for a record amount of money for a sports franchise. The Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, looks like they're going to be sold for $6 billion. That is a record for a franchise. Uh, the owner, Dan Schneider, uh, Snyder, sorry, who's had a lot of controversy, off-field controversy. You could read up on that on your own. Uh, but it looks like um, he is looking. It, is going to sell the team to Josh Harris, who owns the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. Uh, that is pending approval by the NFL, the other owners, but I would imagine that would go through without too much of a problem. Interesting thing about the NFL, I don't know if you guys noticed, you could have gone back in 1920 when the NFL was formed and bought a team for $2,500, $2,500. In today's dollars, that's around $60,000. So, yeah, it'd be great to have the time machine from Back to the Future, the DeLorean, go back in the past, buy yourself an NFL football team. But on another note, a lot of sports uh, leagues and franchises have failed during that time also, so it wasn't a sure thing. But yeah, I think there's two NFL teams still owned by the original families. I believe the Rooney family still owns Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the original owners, and uh, Mara family, New York Giants. There may actually be more, but anyway. So we got that news. Uh, I know there's a lot of fans of the Washington Commanders happy with that. They've not been happy with the ownership of Nan Snyder. So anyway, we got that news. Uh, back to inflation, so I'm seeing egg prices went down 11% in March and they may still continue to come down. Uh, basically, we got more chickens laying eggs. It's simply as simple as that. Uh, you know, so hopefully anybody that went out, uh, maybe didn't do this. I talked about in the past, I read where people were looking to buy their own chickens because uh, of high egg prices. And I, and I talked about yeah, be careful with that. I lived on a farm for a few years as a kid. We had chickens. Owning a chicken, I mean, they're friendly enough. That's not a problem. But this is a little more than owning a parakeet. So anyway, we got egg prices coming down. All right, so we got that news. A uh, few more things. And then what I'm going to do today is I'm going to continue on with option contracts. I want to talk about put debit spreads. Uh, and then next time I'll do put, call, uh, put credit spreads. And then I'm probably going to do just a few more sessions on options, begin to wrap things up. Uh, I may return to them in the future. I will return uh, in, sometime in the future with very complex strategies, uh, butterfly spreads, condors, and all that. But for most people that might be interested in that, you could get that information from the education portion of the Chicago Board Options Exchange, cboe.com website. But yeah, I'll finish up with options over the next few sessions. And then I think I'm going to move on to bonds for a little bit. You know, here's stocks and bonds. So I'll cover the bond market, which is actually bigger than the stock market. 
Uh, and then I'll probably do a few sessions on cryptocurrencies. I've covered those in the past. Then I want to move on to mutual funds. And then we'll continue on with a lot of other stuff after that. So we do have a plan. All right. So what else do we have here today? Got a few more things. And then we will, uh, like I said, move on to option contracts. All right. So we had uh, the banking news. Uh, also... Um, Seeing downgrades with electric car companies, basically gas prices have come down and that, that doesn't um, bode well for electric car companies. As I've said uh, you know, quite a bit ago, uh, one play with electric car companies might eventually be companies that invest in charging stations. So that could be a play there. All right, so we got that news. All right, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk now about the uh, put debit um, spreads. All right, so what, what a put option contract is, it gives you the right, but not the obligation to sell a stock at a guaranteed price for a guaranteed period of time. Usually these are employed when you think the stock is going to go down. Okay, so let's pick a stock. We're going to pick Starbucks today. Their trading symbols, S-B-U-X, Sam, Boy, Uncle, X-Ray. Okay, so we got Starbucks. Uh, let's say you think Starbucks stock is going to go down. Uh, you know, people are having to spend uh, with higher inflation, money on food, other you know, other things, uh, and are less likely to buy a three to five dollar drink at Starbucks. Okay. So right now the stock is at around one hundred eight dollars a share. I'm just rounding off. It's one hundred and seven and ninety five cents. Let's just call it one hundred and eight, just for rounding off. All right. So you think this stock is going to go down. So one thing you could do is buy a put option contract. You don't have to own the stock, but the idea of the put option contract, it allows you to make money if the stock goes down. So let's say I'm going to take it out to September. These are option contracts that would expire on September 15th. So what I'm doing, I went to the website again of the Chicago Board Options Exchange, cboe.com. Click on data up top, and then on the next screen, uh, go ahead and click on, uh, so you click on data. Uh, you then click on quotes dashboard. Okay, enter the symbol SBUX, okay, SBUX. By the way, if you guys know, may know this, may not, that um, the founder of Starbucks, founder of Starbucks, big fans of the uh, book Moby Dick, and that uh, Starbucks is the first mate in Moby Dick, and uh, the mermaid is also for Moby Dick, so if you're wondering where that came from. Anyway, all right, so uh, SBUX, click on the search box, and, and then you want to click on options down below. There's several headings. Click on options. Okay, so let's see what we got here. All right, so we want to look at option contracts that, let's say, we'll take them out to September. So go over to the right expiration, September. For size, I'm going to take it out to 10. Uh, that's that box there. And click on view chain. That brings us 10 option contracts on each side of about where the stock is right now. So as I said, stock is right around $108 a share. Okay, so let's say you decide you want to buy put option contracts at a strike price of 105. So what does that mean? That gives you the right, uh, again, not the obligation, to sell 100 shares of Starbucks stock at a guaranteed price of $105 a share between now and September 15th. Now, technically, this option has no uh, of, of value at the moment. Like, why, why would you... 
uh, want to sell it at 105 if you can get 108 on, on the open market. But this uh, contract then could have value. It's called intrinsic value if the stock starts going down. If stock starts going up, uh, the option will expire worthless. But uh, yeah, your ideal situation would be that the stock went all the way to zero, which it won't happen, but idea, I mean, that would be your ideal situation for an option, a put options contract, not ideal for the company. So theoretically, um, each contract represents 100 shares. So theoretically, if the stock was at zero, uh, you could actually still sell 100 shares at $105 a share. Just so you know, uh, with option contracts, if the individual on the other end doesn't, uh, would not fulfill it, the exchange itself does it. But as I've explained in the past, you don't actually have to go out and buy the stock and then sell it at 105. You're just given the difference. So your profit would be $105 a share. That is your maximum profit times 100 shares. Uh, so that would give you then uh, a profit of $10,500. Now, how much would that option contract cost? Well, you want to look at the asking price. So it's 5.55. It would cost you $555. So uh, theoretically, your maximum profit, you pay $555 for the options contract. Um, eventually you receive $10,500 in a maximum profit case, your profit's $9,945 on a $555 investment. Okay, so that's how that works. Now, if the contract, if the option, a stock stays above $105 by expiration, contract expires worthless, you lose $555. So that's your scenario. Maximum profit, $555. Uh, maximum profit, uh, $99.45. Okay, but let's say you realistically don't think the stock's going to go to zero. I mean, you don't think companies are going out of business because um, they are profitable. You just think they might run into some near-term issues. So let's say you want to try to not spend $555. So what you could do is you could sell a put contract. In other words, you're, you're selling somebody else the right to, that you have to buy the stock uh, from them at a guaranteed price. They're putting it to you, okay? So let's say you go all the way down to 85. Strike price of 85, uh, same expiration month. Okay, so here you're selling the contract, so you'd wanna look at the bid, 121.21, so $121. So let's look at this scenario. You go ahead and buy the 105 strike price put at $555, but you get 121 back for selling um, the strike price 85. Your total loss now, your total maximum loss, your total investment is $434. Now, when you're dealing with one contract, and we're not talking lots of money, but you have people who have to do thousands of contracts at a time, so this can make a difference. All right. So let's say that the stock goes all the way down to $80 a share, okay, by expiration. Well, on the other side, somebody's gonna put it to you. You have to buy it from them at $85 a share, okay, because with that contract. But you have the right then to sell it at the same time at $105 a share. So basically, uh, it's a $20 profit on a, um, times 100 shares, you made a $2,000 profit. So uh, invested $434, basically made $2,000 uh, in just a period of just a few months. Obviously, that's a massive profit. 
So that's the idea how this works. So now your maximum profit's not nine. It's not basically uh, ninety nine hundred and forty five dollars. So now your maximum profit is um, if I do it quickly eighteen hundred seventy nine dollars. Uh, it's not right. I messed that up. Hold on. I used a calculator. I shouldn't do that. Just do it in my head just as easy. $1,566. That's probably calculators. The wrong key. There you go. But anyway, uh, so basically that, that would be your maximum profit. So basically that's the way it works. Uh, I'll try. Maybe I'll cover it one more time in the next session. Uh, but anyway, that's how, that's how that works. Uh, with, a lot of times with spreads, uh, limit your profits, but limits your uh, losses also. Uh, and, and again, you wouldn't have to be buying and selling the stock. You would just be given the difference by the uh, strike prices and so forth. All right, so we're going to wrap things up for today. Hope everyone's doing well, and we'll have some, a lot of earnings news coming out soon. So again, Bill Thompson, T-Bell, and I will talk to everyone again soon. Take care. See ya. Thank you.